This is the Press Conference Podcast, episode 46. We're in person. We are in person. How good is this? This is so good. And we've been building up to this, talking about it for ages, and uh, we're finally here. Finally pulled our fingers out and bought a couple of mics that we can use next to each other, and uh, yeah, so good to be here. Even though I live nine hours away, um, I don't know how often we're going to get to use these mics. No. But I, about... At the start of the year, obviously, Furnace Fest was meant to happen. And I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to keep the time off. Because I just had a good feeling about the Brisbane Lions. People watching, I'm wearing the scarf. Mm. And uh, can you believe that both of our teams are playing this Saturday for the grand final? It's actually uncanny because... Did we not say it at the start of the season? I was like, this I is going to happen, did. Dave. Me and you are going to be battling out. 20 years on from 2003. Yeah. Two years on after meeting, this could be the end of the press conference podcast and we thought what else to go out with a bang than to immortalize it in video yeah um it's pretty cool and it's a bit surreal like i'm not used to looking at the screen here but yeah here we go yeah so uh we're doing just a bit of a, a banner episode today um a loose theme around our sponsors uh and this episode's brought to you by stiff cut records uh one of our friends well, our friends Alex and Sean, who who run that label, have been kind enough to kind of let us talk about them. And as you can see, I'm wearing the shirt today, and Phil's wearing the press conference swag, which is sick. And yeah, we're just really excited to be working with them. They've done some really cool stuff, and we'll go through some some history, um, and we'll actually show off some records. So we'll clip this up and and put it up on socials, and and we're going to upload this to YouTube in its entirety, so you'll be able to see. And here, how we do. How we do. Um, and I think just to mention, like, I mean, this is probably the first proper episode that I've recorded since we've brought, or since Stiff Cut and, and the PressCon pod have kind of partnered for this little bit of a, a little period of time. Um, obviously, we recorded a bunch of episodes before I went to Perth, which I can think we'll talk about a little bit. Um, and yeah, I just want to say a big thanks to, to the boys over there. I'm really excited. And I think when we decided for this episode we'd do it in person we'd try video we'll talk a bit more vinyl talk than normal i think yeah. um i brought down all my stiff cut records and there's a lot so um i can't wait to get stuck into this yeah me too and there's so much cool variety and yeah. interesting stuff that the kind of alex has done that people may not know about so they may know about uh the field stuff but um the stuff that kind of led up to that is really cool and really fun uh yeah. and you get to see them yeah. Um, but firstly, what, what's been going on? I know we kind of spoken about the football. Yeah. We spent a bit of time together on Saturday and I, I got photos of you in a line scarf. So yeah, um, oh no. I'm sure Mac are listening <laughs> will be extremely disappointed in you. That's fine. I've got, <laughs> I've got, yeah, I've got receipts too. So we'll oh, just keep them. Absolutely. We'll keep them in the vault. <laughs> Please don't cancel me, Dave. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I don't have those receipts. Um, but I guess while I was over in Perth, what do you mean up to? I've really not been up to much. I've just been kind of working with, like, work with Macca on the Macca's Method episode. Which was such a cool episode. How good was it? I that? loved listening back to that. I know we, we spoke a bit of shit last week about, uh, in the intro, um, you trying to replace me. you. Um, <laughs> but no, I really did enjoy that episode. I think Macca's just got so many cool stories. And uh, it's good to know that if I ever go MIA, as I tend to do at times, uh, you've got a backup for me. That's right. And now we've got Mike, so he can actually come and... and kind of sit in with me and which is his preferred um way of recording i think so he's going to really yeah. kind of get around this and we've got some ideas that we're kind of working on 
uh, to incorporate a few past guests as well. So that's going to be fun to, to kind of work with. Um, yeah, that was awesome. And I think we're going to be using that method going forward. So we've got the wheel. So um, yeah, if you guys want to come on, spin the wheel, pick a pick something, pick a song from your, your collection, that'd be awesome. Which, I mean, I know we've spoken about doing our mixtapes and yep. I still need to get mine together. So sorry, Dave. <laughs> but um, no, I think it's going to be great when yeah. we want to do that because I think it'd be really cool to see how my collection and your probably your collection as well more tracks or something yeah uh, washes up so yeah that'd be awesome so you've been to some gigs so I've been to some gigs yeah you want to um, go about yours first I think yours yeah. chronologically happened before yeah my so gigs. my gig can kind of happened just before the Pikey episode came out so I went and saw Thrice and Wife Cult at the Northgate Theatre uh, so Thrice played the artist in the ambulance in its entirety and then some some tracks afterwards so they played for like two and a half hours yeah nice it's comfortably in my top 10 gigs of all time all time gigs yeah not just this year because i feel all like time. some gigs from this year could be in that top 10 as well yeah yeah but i think it's all time for me all i right. think the nostalgia of the album um seeing them back in the day maybe once and then seeing them yeah. now and after like rekindling the love for their middle catalogue post hiatus is um just really it was just really awesome it was like a hmm. multiple out-of-body experiences just seeing seeing these songs the deep cuts and the new stuff is is incredible yeah nice yeah question does it how did it stack up against alexis on fire at the forum earlier this year because i know that was a gig that you really enjoyed i love that that's attire for the for the year and for both thrice is higher yes nice yeah i would say that the farewell tour for alexis was more enjoyable fair yeah but like they just they just rocked it mm. um and wife cult i mean i got to see them support la dispute which was awesome yeah um and i think we might have spoken on an episode i don't know my memory is horrible briefly i think yeah. about the drummer actually plays in la dispute and lives up in the sunshine coast uh what yep. did you think of them i thought they were a good vibe like um three piece like just really cool like just chill vibes. You know, they remind me of La Dispute if they weren't like if Jordan wasn't on vocals. Yeah. <laughs> like not maybe not as you know, massive. It's a bit simpler, guitars, yeah. Yeah. But it feels like that kind of indie rock maybe vibe that has that La Dispute kind of themes to it. Yeah. Where it's a bit darker, it's a bit not shoegazy, but a little bit, you know. Yeah. It's definitely like Sunday afternoon in a beer garden, they're playing in the corner kind of kind of vibe i get like it's yeah, really I summary like vibe yeah i really like that and i could like i really enjoyed it i i looked them up and played uh like listened to them a bit before mm -hmm. we before i went and saw them and after you'd seen them and i think they're yeah they'll be really cool and they've got the in now like the, the, the well i mean i think we might have spoken about that. it with in pikey's episode maybe but um yeah. it's just who you know right yeah <laughs> and exactly. they're great don't get me wrong they're really good but i think i think they'll be on a lot more shows Hopefully, Touche come out soon. I reckon they'll be on that tour. Probably, yeah. Um, they've toured with Blind Girls, and we, we, we love them. We've spoken about them plenty of times. So, hopefully, yep. hopefully, just some shows happen with some of our favourite bands. So, we'll see. Yeah, and, like, I think we're talking around, that, like, at the gig, and they're like, well, that's... you got La Dispute, and then they were playing some... They supported Fiddlehead, and then Thrice on their full... Yeah, they played... Before oh. Fiddlehead won in Queensland, nice. Brisbane, oh, I think. Queensland. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so they've got some chops now. They, they just maybe need some more music and then grow from there. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah. So your gigs? So I, I haven't actually been to a lot, but the gigs I have been to are four time for me. Uh, I saw Neck Deep twice uh, in a week. Um, it would have been a few weeks ago now. I reckon it was like three weeks ago. Yeah. It's it was a while ago. So I saw Neck Deep in Sydney at the Roundhouse, um, which was just incredible. I think like they're one of my top five favorite bands. And I think I was saying in the last year, I've seen all of my top five favorite bands except for The Cure. Yeah, that's And incredible. The Cure are just old as fuck. So like, I don't think they're going to come out anytime soon. Yeah, I think do f- so? Well, they came back, they came for Splendor yeah. back in 2017 or 18 maybe. And that was one of the best shows I've ever been to. Um, and then they came back for, I think it was like Vivid or South by Southwest Sydney or something. Yeah. For just like a one-off. Um, and I think they might have played Disintegration in full on that. Oh, it was wow. just like they were in and out on the weekend. Yep. They played the one show. Um, and that was still one of the best shows I've ever been to. They played for like three and a half hours. It was fucking stacked set. Like just incredible. Um, but they're old, man. Yeah. Like they've been around since like the 60s. Late 60s, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe early 70s. Well, mid 70s, I would say. I think they've been around for a long time. They so, boomed in the 80s. Like, oh, absolutely boomed in the 80s. Yeah. But, um, but their sounds changed so many times. Yeah. Um, like when you listen to the early stuff to the 80s stuff to what they did late 90s to even early 2000s every sound every album's a little bit different from the next and yeah well this isn't a cure pod but yeah. <laughs> um, I pretty much yeah I've seen Bring Me The Horizon at Good Things My Cam a few times earlier in the year the story so far played Good Things and now Neck Deep and yeah Neck Deep were just incredible and and I think in regards to as much as Sydney gigs go I talk a lot of shit about gigs in Sydney and yes you do um, that's been well documented but I, I will say when there's a big band, the Sydney emos just come out. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it's it? It's so fucking weird. Um, when you got bands like Finding Better Health and Keepsake and fucking Alira and Headwreck come to town, and all these good bands uh, come, they they're nowhere to be seen. But these big bands who have done the festival circuits, who are probably more mainstream, uh, they come out for. And for me, it was just a perfect show. I've seen Neck Deep so many times in small rooms. Like they talked about the first time they played, they played it next. At the Colonial Hotel. Oh, really? Upstairs. Wow, they, they played their EP, yeah. Yep. And I remember that was like such a cool show because they only played their EPs. Like, it was just like the start of that new pop punk for me. Um, but then I've seen them play like 170 Russell festivals. To see them play the Roundhouse, which is a pretty big room. Yeah. I'd probably accustom it to the forum. Okay, yeah. Um, but obviously not as pretty. Um, the whole pit was fucking huge. I'd never seen like two two mosh pits open up at the roundhouse. Never seen oh, that wow. before. And then they opened up to this massive one. It was just so much fun. Oh, everyone was just having a good time. No one was trying to hurt each other. Everyone was helping each other out. Crowd surfing, you know, pushing up to the front. Circle pits. It was just the best time. Um, and it just was really good for my soul. And then I flew over to Perth and it just worked out perfectly that um, I got to see them there with international listeners and Nick and then obviously May who's joined the pod recently uh, and mm-hmm. that was just an awesome show um, I'm going to say this now uh, and I'm probably going to be public uh, public enemy number one in two cities now <laughs> okay but the crowd in Perth you guys fucking sucked <laughs> oh no what happened uh, no look I think it, it, have you ever been to a gig and um, have you ever been to a gig and just no one's fucking doing anything yeah but then there's like a group of people who just want to start a push pit, which is fine. I have no problems with that. But it's like everyone at the show was just all staunch, standing there, arms crossed, like, I'm not moving. So people are trying to start this push pit, but there's no room to go. 
You'd think someone would just make a little bit of space. Yeah. So no one was stepping back. No one no, stepping aside. No. And then people were getting angry. The, like and pushing th- random people yeah and I saw this one guy get pushed around by this chick because he fucking I thought he was going to start fighting with her yeah and then I saw Nick nearly get into a punch on with some dude oh and really then, and then there was another guy who nearly got into a punch on with Nick because <laughs> they just wouldn't move well I don't know this, this, Nick's standing there on the side of the pit I'm sorry Nick if I'm bringing this up but they just everyone was just angry yeah and I, I, I it wasn't even like people were doing karate or anything it was just yeah. like fucking weird I was just like moving like this in, in like I wasn't actually I hate those I wasn't able to jump I wasn't able to do nothing I was like this okay fuck whatever um, and you know I met I met a guy actually at the neck deep in, uh, in Sydney on Thursday and he's from Perth and he was like that show was amazing I haven't been to a show like that in a long in, time oh the in Sydney Australia. show yeah in Australia yeah and it was funny we were on the same flight back to Perth oh, which cool. is crazy um, and then I saw him at the airport and he was like you know people in Perth they love the barrier like right. really love the barrier yeah. and we make joke about we make jokes around Nick's big nonce at the front of the pit yeah he's one of those people just and like there's people barrier. that just fucking go to the barrier and they hold it out which is fine each to yeah. their own that's not the way I like to do a pit but um, each to their own that's fine I like to but, roam around but my whole problem is it was just like that. Well, it was like fucking the Great Wall of China there and you couldn't yeah. fucking make room and then no one was fucking moving in the pit and everyone was trying to pit and it was just fucking it was just uncomfortable yeah um and yeah I don't know if it was because Sydney's pit was so much better uh, but we've been talking about this for five minutes so yeah <laughs> Jesus so it sounds like they like Perth think that Hate Five Six is recording every show so they've got to get barrier so they can get you know, their heads it was on, really weird, on the videos yeah it was really weird because I think like I said if I hadn't gone to the Sydney show I would have thought it was the best Yeah. and don't get me wrong I had the best time in my life I mean Neck Deep my favourite band sing along like crazy but they came out and like when they came out in Sydney, the crowd went fucking mental. Yeah. They came out in Perth and the, the crowd for the first two songs were like... Is this the right band? Are we at the right yeah, place? Like, yes, they opened with the intro to um, Sunderland. Sunderland. Um, and like fucking Low Life or whatever it was. Like off their most recent album. Yeah. And it wasn't like they opened with Last Time Out to Get You or anything. Okay, yeah. And, but, but the crowd in Sydney went fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. Whereas here, everyone was kind of like, it was a bit tame at the start. And I'm thinking, is this going to open up? Mm-hmm. And it took a while for it to open up, but it was yeah. fine. I had a lot of fun. Um, and like I said, I don't know if I said it at the intro of the last pod, but spending a week down there with, um, over there with Nick and May, just the best time. So thanks guys for hosting me. Um, that was a really cool week. Cool. So gigs coming up. What do we got? Um, so on Thursday, I mean, this is a big week. So I've got annual leave all week. Yeah, me, uh, not me too, but I've got Thursday and Friday off. We'll um, Friday and off. there's a lot of football stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but within there, there is some gigs happening. Um, so firstly, there is Young Lions with Tapestry, Chasing Ghost and Shangri-La this Thursday at Stay Gold. That's stacked. That's ABBC, Summit Distro Fest, really. Yeah. Um, Young Lions, one of my favorite bands. Um, Tapestry's new album's really Tapestry's good. Tapestry's new album has got to be up there with one of the best of the year. Chasing Ghosts, incredible. I know we spoke about them at Depth on Parky's Pod and Shangri-La, yep. just awesome band as well that mm-hmm. I'm hanging to see for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't meant to see them on Saturday night, but I drove down to Melbourne to watch the footy with my dad and my brother and you were there too. And yep. So I'm, I'm glad I, I, I did that, but yeah, keen to see them finally. Yeah. I don't know how you would have gone to a gig after that game. Win, lose, draw. I that the, gig, the game should have been on the Friday. I understand the logic, and this is, I know this isn't a football pod. <laughs> I understand the logic that 
Carlton get preference and they want the bigger break. Uh, Collingwood get preference. Yeah. And they want the bigger break if they make the granny. But it's a bit stiff to give GWS six day break and give Carlton eight day break. It yeah. Ca- I can't help but think it's the fucking Gill on the AFL trying to give Carlton and Collingwood the best chance. You can't tell me a little bit of that. Well, Collingwood get to pick. So, like, you finish trouble ladder, you win the first qualifying final, you get to pick. So, like, win, yeah. win a couple more games, Phil. Then you get to pick. I don't need to win a couple more games. I just need to win one more game. <laughs> That's right. So, like, <laughs> you don't go for Carlton. You wanted Carlton to lose. And if you're on the fence about GWS, I know. So, it's fine. I was not on the fence. I told you from the start when Collingwood yeah. win. Yeah, because I said that because we you wouldn't want six times in a row. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's not a football pod, but I'm it's not a football pumped. pod. But it's footy week, so yeah, a bit of that. Yeah, and then we got a gig on Friday. Yes, behind Crimson Eyes, Catholic Guilt, and Quarterform. How good's that? That's pretty cool. Throwback, um, throwback gig with some new stuff in there. New stuff. Well, Quarterform. Oh yeah, new pop punk. I thought Probably you meant one of the best new pop punk bands gone around. Yeah, Melbourne, they've only got a few Melbourne songs pop out. Punk. They, the EP comes out this week. Or oh. next week? I think it comes out for the show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, but Behind Crimson Eyes, like, we've spoken about them on the pod at length at times. Yes. Yeah. And, like, that's going to be so cool. Yeah, I'm I'm keen as to see, like, yeah, what, what they play. And it's been, I think last time I saw them, they were supporting Incubus at Festival Hall in, like, 2008. Yeah, well, I remember 2006... Or 2005, I think I'd heard their first EP. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I went to My Chem play their first leg of the Black Parade tour at the end of 2006. They're in Australia. Yeah. And um, after the show, as you do, street team giving out pamphlets. Oh, yeah. And the Behind Crimson. But they were giving out demo CDs. Yeah. You remember that CD and it was like in the paper and it had the band on the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only like three tracks or something. Yeah. Um, I remember they gave that up to us and we put it in the car on the way home and I was like, like this what is, is good this? shit yeah and then from there I've seen them a hundred like heaps of times yeah um, and staples of the Melbourne scene it's so cool that they're playing again yeah like fuck I can't wait I, I don't know what the set's gonna be like hopefully it's not old shit <laughs> yeah the album's alright though but the, the new stuff was alright like the yeah. newer stuff back then like the first EP the first EP and the first two the first three releases I think were good yeah because they had like the double album that they ended up making like a comp and then the EP yeah. awesome um but yeah, came for that. Yeah, big history for them. So it'll be like a last supper for us, really. Yeah, uh, we'll probably get a slice. Um, yeah, and uh, watch them dance. <laughs> yeah, but then on Sunday, uh, depending on how I pull up and depending on the outcome of the game, uh, lights from Canada pop yeah. artist playing a sideshow. Um, she's currently touring. Well, she's about to be touring with Waterparks, and um, yeah, she's playing a show, and it just so happened to be when I'm down here, only in Melbourne. Yeah, that's nuts. I'm stoked with it. This, um, this is all, all these shows we're talking about as well. They're all part of the Destroy Lines 20-year celebration. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This week. So, it's like a lot of the shows are at Stay Gold. Um, oh, wait, all three of them are. Yeah. So. So I'm, I'm, and, and also, we were meant to have the Acacia Strains, Volatile Ways, and... Oh, um, what's that band called? From Portland? Dying Wish. Dying Wish, yeah. Uh, we're meant to be here on Wednesday. So, I nearly was going to spend all, four, we were, all yeah. weekend, really. In, in Fitzroy in Brunswick yeah eating um, a lot of pizza but to be honest with you I'm probably not doing much different <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're um, just buying pizza from a different place yeah um, no it's going to be a great week it's going to be a great week yeah 
got future Green. shows coming up. Yeah, so um, I think last time we talked, we had um, Saving Face, Comfort in the Grey EP launch at the Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar with yeah. Keepsake, Vermont, Lakeview, and Evergreener. So that's, that is a great lineup. Um, yeah, I'm keen as to get to this. Um, Keepsake, Ver- like, it's just awesome. You know, Good to see the guys again as well. I mean, Saving Face, I mean, we've spoken about how much we love those boys. Yeah. Um, they just put out their studio sessions at Wrangler. Yeah. Their first song uh, for Make Amends, and that was yeah. fucking so good. Yeah. Um, I don't know when they recorded that. Um, and I, I know the boys will be listening, but I don't, you must have recorded that before the EP came out. Yeah. I've seen them twice since like, we were about close, and they've gotten so much better in that short period of time. Yeah. Not that the video was bad by any means, but I was just like, fuck, like, if this is where they started, like, that was probably one of the first times they played in a venue I know it was a recording studio mm-hmm. recording yeah um, that's just fucking you know, they're incredible for a band who's brand new that was just such high quality yeah um, so go that's a good out. idea too like um, show the people that maybe can't get to shows or show people in other states that you can that you can you've got the chops live so and, and, yeah. and a lot of hardcore bands it's not only it's not I wouldn't necessarily say it's an acquired taste but live it doesn't always translate yeah um, and like I remember seeing like perspectives back in the day no disrespect they kind of sucked the first few times I saw them yeah which is fine but they like when I say they sucked they didn't suck but like they just weren't great it wasn't a band on the bill that I was like they won the bill yeah but as they got better and better and played more shows they were that band yeah whereas with Saving Face they played that Bloom show the other week and they arguably could have taken away Best on Ground I mean, Bloom was pretty fucking good that day. Starve were pretty fucking good too. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. They're all fucking like, good. Yeah, no, that that was bands. that was like that that could be top five show of the year. And and like Back to more front. sport talk, but like pound for pound, Saving Face's second show. Starve's been playing fucking donkeys. Yeah, that's fucking elite. Yeah, that was really good shit. So um, go down to that show. Funnily enough, I will also be there. I've got a wedding the day after, so just my luck. Um, I get to see them again. Yeah. So we'll be there. We'll be there. And uh, if you're not there, I don't know. We'll call ourselves the Saving Face Street Team. Absolutely. I'm happy for that. You know what we'll do? I'm going to say right now, if the first person to get in my DMs, he listens to this episode, that that doesn't doesn't have a ticket to that show and needs a reason to be pushed, Dave's going to buy your ticket. So... Yep. (laughs) No, I'll buy your ticket. Hit me up and I'll fucking hook you up. Yeah. And if you're second in Phil's DMs, by like five minutes, I'll buy you a ticket. And if you're third, you have to buy me a beer at the show because you're too late. So yeah. <laughs> um, that show is going to be sick. Yeah, I can't wait. And I'm pretty sure it's selling pretty well. I think I saw a 50% sold um, mm-hmm. the other week. So get on that. There's some new music being uh, dropped too in the last couple of days. Yes. I Since mean, stuff that's really important to us. Yeah. To be honest with you, I've been in this trance since we knew we were playing Carlton in the prelim. <laughs> that Sorry to bring it back to the footy, but you need to know this is like a big deal. Um, I don't actually know what the hell's come out in New Music Wise. Oh, there's been some good new music, but there's been some, some announcements. So um, we've had like Hopes Fall, The Satellite Years, Repress for Finally. Furnace Fans. Finally. Oh, man. Um, that uh, screen-printed cover looks unbelievable. And you, they did say it was a Fire fe- a Fest, a Furnace Fest exclusive, but they said... For now. For now. Somehow. So, 
I mean, not that I'd get one anyway because I fucking suck at copping, but um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And then uh, just kind of this morning, this is kind of, yeah, we got this mail early. But oh, the, yeah. Is uh, it actually out in the world yet? No. Are we breaking a, it? The announcement <laughs> is tomorrow. So we'll kind of, we'll have this, this will be out by and by the time it's announced. But uh, the fellas at, uh, from Touche are celebrating the 10 year anniversary of Is Survived By. So and as you know, we love this record yeah probably more than the band love this record yeah <laughs> like and let it be known about it we were pretty close to to calling jeremy out on it but we respect his opinion yeah what do you <laughs> yeah because when we had him on the pod we were like oh we want to talk about his music and he even yeah. said i think like yeah he said it and yeah <laughs> but anyway uh, <laughs> they've actually had it remixed and remastered by brad wood who originally did it and uh, there's a song out now, uh, is Survived By, is out title now, track. title track. So there's going to be five variants. Each member has picked a variant. And they're also writing an essay about the album um, to go with that. But when you get it, you won't know who's written it. That was it. cool. And I think I love yeah. that. Um, do you have the booklet? No, I don't have the booklet. No. Um, yeah, that's going to be the only way to know is if you are accustomed to what's in the deluxe. Yeah. Um, because some colours will align. Match, which yeah. I thought was sick. Like, you're not going to know. I'm going to go for four or five. Ooh. Depends how much they are. Yeah. I'll probably just get the Australian depends one. If, depends if the lines are in the flag. Well, yeah. Do I want to make myself feel better? Or am I going to be really happy? Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway. Um, no, they're two awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Reprints or represses. And... The the changes all the changes or the mix that they've done with this survive by is really cool. They've lifted the bass line through the ambient yep. part in the middle of the song, so I'm really keen to hear like how they improve is, or change. This is going to be a controversial take potentially. In the clip that we heard from from Jeremy, he was saying that he essentially the band essentially went and said, "We want this to sound like Stage Four. Yes. Now, I I don't love that. Okay. I don't hate it. Yep. But what I really liked about Is Survived By was, and we always talk about transition albums, and I think when you go back and look at my favorite band's albums, it's always that transition album. Yeah. So when I think of, you know, Bring Me The Horizon. There Is A Hell. There Is A Hell was in between Suicide Season and Semper Eternal. People forget about it. Yeah. But I think it was the best because it had a bit of everything. Yeah. I'm nervous that this is going to get a bit too refined and too, not overproduced, but just to produce like that stage four that it's going to miss a bit of parting the sea that I, f- mm. I thought some of the heavier songs off the album had. Yeah. So I'm keen to see, and I mean, we got It Survived By The Closer, right? Yeah. And it, so it's not really a song that you can gauge. No. But I think as we start to hear like how the tracks come out. Yeah. But at the same time, they redid um, Dead Horse Perfect. and that was fucking fantastic. So yeah. I, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. That was a re-record. Yeah. Dead Horse. Yeah. So I think the, the essence is going to still be there, but I mm. think they... Like it got mixed in one day apparently, so like it, which is wild. Yeah. Why? Why are you rushing it? Like, well, I think the time is money. Yeah, I guess. So I'm keen as for that. Love that album. Yeah. So um, yeah, so no pickups this week. Well, yeah. No, I haven't really had anything come in anyway. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, I think I've got some stuff, but I think I'm going to talk about it today. So yeah. Cool. So we're going to. Uh, that's a kind of a segue into, like the, the the theme, theme of the pod. Yeah, the theme of the week, and we're going to be talking about our partners, 
the Stiff Cut Records and the Dream Division. So we're going to go through um, kind of our experience with them and talk about some of the records. We're going to show them on the video, um, on the video feed. So yeah, this is um, Stiff Cut Dream Division Vinyl Rundown. Vinyl Chat. I mean, we, we've spoken a lot about Vinyl Chat yeah. on this and I've always been more reluctant to do it, I think. Yeah, it's kind of hard to translate. So mm. it's like just yeah, describing what a record looks like is kind of hard. But yeah, this is where we thought we would kind of push the push the new medium a little bit yeah, and bit see how we go. Obviously, new partnership with Stiff Cut um, for the next little while. So yeah, let's fucking get into it. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I mean, when I think about Stiff Cut and I guess the friendship with Alex, and we obviously had Alex on last week and awesome episode by yeah the way. great Thank episode you everyone who's listening the reception's been fantastic um but i just think you know when, when when we met alex it was you know through lockdown and i feel like we've been friends with him for what two and a half three years now yeah nearly three years and it's crazy to think that i talk to him more than so many people <laughs> yeah um and same with you like mm-hmm. you know we met through lockdown and you know it was all through music and all through vinyl and i think it was funny when when i joined that group and when i started talking to alex and you know groups became smaller groups <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of diluted, diluted down diluted a little bit down. um i just think it's been really incredible to know how much i've learned about vinyl yeah and, and music and sound and audio since meeting alex and i think as we kind of go through a lot of these collections the stories that come with them and we're probably not going to delve too much into it yeah but just thinking like we'll start with lathe cut stuff and then we'll get to the presses we've got tapes we've got cds and talking to alex about all the different mediums and how he's adapted to that and what he prefers and it's just wild like yeah. i never would have known no me either and like even before meeting alex like like i've been collecting since like 2011 it took me to like 2020 2021 to to even like have like a test press on my radar and it's yeah. kind of wild to me where like people like straight off get into collecting and they're like oh i've got tests i've got this and that i'm like how do you people even get tests and it's like forming friendships with with people like alex i'm not saying that that's how i got <laughs> got mine but i bought mine fake friend you fucking dog <laughs> typical <laughs> no, i bought my first test press off off alex so oh you did too that's a good story yeah so um yeah, and that was the only way I could get the the album. Do you want to tell that story? That's a pretty cool story. Yeah, so we became friends um, through the through the groups, and he was putting some stuff up for sale, and um, he had a copy of Harvard from the Bird's Cage, the test press up for sale, and I was like, I just found it like two weeks before mm-hmm. on a on a playlist, and essentially it was like, hey man, I can't afford the hundred it was 150 bucks it was the most i've had spent on a, a record to that point probably still mm. i think one one may be more but basically we spoke about it and then he held it i didn't ask him to hold it we were just talking about it mm. and then like a month later i was like oh hey man do you have all this stuff he's like yeah and i've still got that harvard test for you if you still want it and i was like yep yeah, let's go and it was just really cool um because yeah, obviously didn't ask him to to hold it, and didn't expect him to hold it, and like it was just a really good gesture, and it was a a great way to kind of start off a, a really fruitful friendship that we've got now, 
and it's not based on giving and taking it's more about just talking music and and loving the format yeah and i think that's one thing that i've really found like alex has told me a bunch of stuff i can't even think about now but just stuff that i never would have dreamed of owning yeah and he really opened that gateway for overseas purchases for me same whether that be a good or bad thing because how much it's put into it. but um no just the amount of records i wouldn't have got if i hadn't have met alex right yeah. i never would have opened my income gateway account um i never would have yeah just all that stuff i never would have done it and um yeah i just appreciate him so much for that yeah and then like i didn't even know what lathes cuts were and then it, all of a sudden he was like had these lathes and sending us videos and showing us all the like the ins and outs and yeah. and then started just to leverage that so it started with clears and then mm. started painting them like gluing two together and like it's just incredible and just like stuff like figuring out how the fucking lathe works with the needle and you know, when you got the stereo needle and understanding the difference there and just talking yeah. just talking about it like he yeah. just loves to talk about it and you know we're kind of people that love to listen we know that we're not the only people he talks to about this stuff, but yep. it's just so cool to know that yeah, I'm learning about this stuff, right? And especially with the pod, like you've got the soundproofing stuff up here. Mm -hmm. He used to give us feedback every week. You know, he's just helped us with so much when it comes to just audio, not just vinyl, but anything, right? So, yeah. Yeah, he's been a great help with with people's upgrades and, and, and everything like that. So he's like just a book of knowledge in, in the music field getting real simpy so <laughs> i think we should um we should move on yeah <laughs> no i love you alex um so we thought what we'd have because we've got so many and i think there's so many eras of stiff cut and of dream division that what we thought we'd start with is alira we know that alira was the first thing yep um we, uh, we obviously mentioned it last week on the pod as well but i feel like there's so much alira records that we just need to have its own category yeah there's like what is there like over a hundred and 20 150 different well that was just beware the snake I'm beware the sure. snake yeah not to mention the presses he's done the seven inches he's done yeah there's a lot of cool shit here and i've been really fortunate i mean talking about latest pickups if you're watching the video behind um poison the well uh, opposite the opposite of december dave gifted me that for my birthday so i'm so stoked so i appreciate that you're welcome um but the first record i have is the first record they released which i did own once upon a time and then when I just I just felt bad that my friends didn't have Beware the Snake and I had nearly all of them yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought I'd sell off a few but I think we'll get through some other medium in a moment yep. that I think you have turned to in the last few years mm -hmm. um, but the first one is the Beware the Snake uh, this was the web store exclusive from the first press it's on a clear lay so I'm not going to get it out for those watching um, but this is the record that started it all yep. crazy what do you think of this record? As the EP. The, the EP. Oh, I love the EP. How good is it? Yeah. It reminds me of like high school, all the bands I used to listen to back in the day. Yeah. And a lot of these Lear records you'll see are from Phil's collection. I've got some, but not as extensive. So I, I technically have the Beware the Snake VC, except for some fucking random like out of one, the Black Liquid Field that was yeah. for charity. That, you know, I was so close to winning. Oh yeah, I was only like a hundred and something bucks off. Only, oh, but like at the time, it was for charity. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine. It was tax deductible. Come on, yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, and I was, I was talking to Aram 
And I was like, oh, should we just put a cheeky bit in? Cheeky bit in? And I was like, no. Nah. No. Nah. It's gone. That's fine. That's right. This is the reason why I actually got back into getting the VC. So this is the out of five old cover that dropped at the start, if you can see it. So there's a metal core, the death core logo on the cover with a bit of the snake skin that says beware the snake on it. Um, this is brilliant. And this is out of four out of five. Um, I think I spoke about this on the pod once. Yeah. A friend of the show, Webby, had a bit of a big sale himself and kindly sold me this bad boy. I love it. Yeah. I think that's my favorite cover that they've said it from them. Really? Yeah, I think it kind of works really well. I I think it's my second favourite. Okay. We'll get to my first favourite. Yep. Uh, the next one is just some show exclusives. So we're going to start showing some variants, but this was from their very first show at the Workers' Club, 16th of December, uh, 2021. So only two years ago. Yep. Wild. Um, but this variant's beautiful. I was actually lucky enough to beat that first show. Do you know why I was at that first show? Why? Because, as you know, I, I, I like things, and I like things yes. hard. Um, and I was already coming down to watch the new Spider-Man movie with my brother. Oh, you know, yeah. We have never seen a Spider-Man movie apart my whole oh, life. Okay, yeah. My whole life. I think he wasn't born when Spider-Man 1 came out, but my dad and I took him to Spider-Man 2, and like Spider-Man has just been our thing. Yeah. And so when it was No Way Home, the one where all three of them were getting together, mm-hmm. and I said to myself, I'm not going to not watch this with my brother. This yeah. is like the epitome of this. Everything has come to this. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the grand final of this year in yeah. our friendship. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so I had to come down, and then just so happened to be that this happened on this day. Yeah, cool. So the record that we have here is that show exclusive, and you can see that Alex has done an awesome job here. So all of the lays are clear um, that he's done, but this one has the it's like a screen print or is like a sticker or something yeah. on the B side, and it just makes the whole record look incredible. It works really well because a lot of them are single side cut as well. So. Yeah. Um, he's a he like had the freedom to to kind of spruce yeah. up the back and kind of make them look really cool like the, that one. Um, also at the show, which was out of five, um, although I've got number twelve, so <laughs> don't yeah, know how, that, how works. that works. Um, but this was the out of five show exclusive, so the same record, but it was on silver. Uh, the cover is silver and white. Um, and the actual snake was silver on the clear. It probably doesn't photograph as well. But this one's signed by the band, um, number 12 out of, out of five. Sorry, Alex, um, <laughs> stitched you up there, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that's incredible. So Yeah, um, and well, every cover's different, so you've got to have all the alts and, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. so he knows he knows his market. I might need you to help me with the mic here in a second, Dave, Yeah. Um, but this is the next one of my favorite records that we have. It's a, a very special one. Um, I don't think there's going to be a record that I ever own that will add up to this. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's Beware the Snake again, but it is the snakeskin cover. Now you might need to help me here, Dave, and put my mic down. Yep. Um, you can actually see that, or you can't really see on the video, but it's a white cover and it's got the white stickers on top, which I think is just incredible. It's got the Obi. Uh, it's an out of 12. And what makes it so special is it's actually filled with snakeskin. So... This record, filled with snakeskin, I think it's absolutely incredible. It looks beautiful. Um, Alex has done an incredible job. Uh, and I think just w- with this record, what's made it so good is the band it put a personal message to everyone who bought it. Yeah, that's really cool. And then 
Well, obviously, if someone sells it off... You'll know. <laughs> you'll know who you got it and from. And it's awesome Or who the that. previous owner was. Yeah. And this is where, I mean, Alex is such a legend to people that he knew who supported him from early on. Um, you know, he gifted me... He didn't gift me. Uh, I bought this record, but he gave me number 12 in the yep. run. Number 12 is my favorite number. I've got so many number 12 records from Stiff Cut. Um, it just makes it such a special record. And then, yeah, when you finish that B-side, like, I think Tony and Hayden are like, thanks for buying this, Phil. Like, we appreciate it. Yep. And I'm like, that's awesome. That was at the time. That was so awesome to have my name in a record, my first field record. It's fucking snakeskin. Like, yeah, that looks sick. Like, I've never seen that before. And they're all, I like, they're all unique as well. So every snakeskin's unique. Yeah. I know there's one with the head. There's one with the snake around it. Like, it's just unreal. Um, and I think when we when we talk about the evolution of Stiff Cut, this is probably at this point in time the best press, the best yeah. cut. Sorry that he released. Like, and I think when I go back and listen to all my records from this EP run this is the one I spin yeah even though we, we'll get to the stereo cut in a second yeah um, I still think this one sounds the best oh that's good yeah we can spin it later if you want yeah we can uh, some other cheeky ones I'll go through so this was a Beware the Snake Pilk filled that I think they did in partnership with uh, what we do on the weekend yeah uh, this is a failed test of it um, an out of two uh, with the Amity cover yeah <laughs> which is pretty sick but yeah absolutely <laughs> love that one uh, and last, Beware the Snake, in the vinyl run that I have is the Stereo Test. And yep. I think what I love about this one was it's got all the te- all, all the specs about why it was failed. Yeah. The front. So this one is overall better than the first press. This was the second one they did, for those that can see. And I've got all my, my cheeky simp set list in the back there. Um, what to say? Half volume, slightly under, something about something, acoustic track better, overall better than... I have no idea what the yeah, so it's two point six four volts, point two seven amps. Th- so cut it at thirty five degrees, and so oh, wow. yeah, so the tr- the acoustic track sounds better. Uh, no track spacing, so there's no gaps between the tracks. Yeah, um, I've got one as well, and um, my notes are very similar. Mine was cut at like thirty six degrees. Yeah, I believe. So cool. Um, I've never had a test like that and I probably never will again to be honest um, so a really special part of the collection mm-hmm. um, just some other things from that release I know you've got something there you might want to show yep. but the CDs that they did for this as well I bought this in a merch package um, and they recycled the covers so I've actually got an Anne Boleyn um, oh, Impossible yeah I don't know what oh, Dark is Away yeah yeah which I thought was so cool so yeah recycled cover mm-hmm. awesome yeah and as as well as doing the lathes and and everything like that, um, Alex also did some tape runs. So I've got number two of twenty with the snake on the front cover. There was also the, the Deathcore logo, Deathcore logo as well. Um, so they're really cool. They sound awesome as well. Um, that's kind of where I lean to most of my listening to because I've got the tape deck, and um, yeah, it's just it's. Because it's so like it's not short, but it's only five tracks. It's it's kind of easy to put the tape on. Yeah. Um, but I still love having my my stereo test and a few other bibs and bobs here. Yeah, I think um, they look. There's so many earlier records to go through, um, and I might maybe won't go through all of them. But just a few really cool ones that I do want to note that I have. So obviously the Beware Demise tour with Headwreck um, was an awesome run. AVVC did the, the clear smoke mm-hmm. uh, and then they also did the recycled variant 
which um, awesome. And then Stiff Cut did their own show exclusive variants for the actual show. The way they did that, they had like the standard, or was yep. it just they had the three different ones for three different cities? So Brisbane, Sydney, yeah. Melbourne got an own variant. Yeah. And I think for those watching, I got the Sydney variant number nine out of ten or fifteen, however many they did, and they did the 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 cuff custom cover that says Boyer Demise, and then it's like. I think Alex went through this phase of like doing dipping, hydro dipping. Yeah. To the yeah. plates before or after he cut them. I don't know. Before. So cool. Yeah. Um, so you can see it looks kind of like a, I don't know what you'd even call that. It's like a galaxy looking smash thing. Yeah. It's like a ne- nebula thingy smash. So cool. um, and then one thing, obviously being a bit of an Alira simp, found my way to own this somehow, which uh, another field record. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those watching, you know, I think you could say that's, Oregano. Yeah. You could say it's... Oregano. You could say Depends where you, you come from. It's a bit of chuff, but um, it's a field yeah. record. And it looks it's got some lyrics. Like it's got awesome. some lyrics or... I think it's Bible verses. Bible verses. Yeah. Because like the song was Testament and... Fuck was the other one called? Nicotine. Yes. And I'm pretty sure yeah. this is where I think Sean got really involved in Stiff Cut because I remember he kind of built this idea, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. which I think is so awesome. Um, and it came out really well. Uh... I think I'm actually really going to cool. give, give... I think I'm either going to trade this one with Aram. I think we might have already spoken about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Aram is a big simp. He loves them. And I feel like it would go he to He falls for hard for bands, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. But he's a legend. And so, got to help him out. Give him that. That's out of two, that record. That's pretty, which I'm pretty special. It doesn't have a cover, but... Um, yeah, I'm stoked with it. Yeah. Um, so, moving away from Alira. Are we, are we going away from there? Do you want to? I want to talk about these ones real quick. Okay, we'll keep going. There's a few stuff that we have. So we've got some we've got some cuts that they did, the split with Cherish, yep. which are awesome. Do you have that? No. Do you want that? Sure. 100 bucks, I know what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Cherish, so that'd what, be sick. One thing I just really wanted to say, which I thought was really cool, and we spoke mm-hmm. about last week, but we talked about um, Stiff Cut released these untitled, unnamed acetate lathe cuts, which if you're watching... If you're watching on the on the video version of this, um, it's on this black like acetate lathe, um, and it's fucking. If I'm correct, it only has eight plays, nine plays. It just plays. breaks or something. Yeah, it just disintegrates. Epic. Yeah, it's like a Mission Impossible message. It's incredible, and I think one thing I love about this record is that it actually lent into the "We'll Never Know." My flowers grow through cracks in the pavement. Yes. And so yeah. when We Will Never Know came out, we were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what, like, we had this play into any of that. Yeah. And then the next track came out, and they only released it on YouTube for the first little bit, and you had to kind of watch it. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, what's on the acetate is the transition, transition between two tracks. Which is so cool. Then they did the lathe cut, which is just on the clear, which is really good. And that is also probably the best sounding lathe anyway. that I think Stiff Cut ever did. Nice. Um, and then, obviously, with that official release, mm-hmm. which I think was the last Alira official release. Yes, um, yeah. They did the 7-inch, but in the 12-inch jacket. Yep. Which I thought was so cool. Yeah. And they had the Never Meant to Go This Way on the B-side, which I thought was great. Yeah, it's a great touch. And I think for those watching at home, I think one thing that was really cool about this release was Alex, probably innovator innovator of this. Yeah. No one else has done this before, have they? I don't think so. It is a 7-inch in a 12-inch um, holder. So some people don't like seven inches. I personally love them. I think they're great. I think they're a cool little thing. When I'm going through my seven inches and I'm just like changing them all the time, putting them in and out, I think it just feels like 
Remember back in the day, you used to buy singles? Yep. They were like two to five bucks at JB or something. Were they cheap? They're pretty cheap. Yeah, five bucks. Um, and you'd listen to like one song and there'd be a B side on it. And mm-hmm. then the next thing, I, I, I love Seven Inches, but this holder, as you can see, is incredible. I've got the Smash, um, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. I got the Smash as well. It's sick. What are your thoughts on the holders? It looks awesome. It's going to stay in there, but <laughs> I'm too scared to break it. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is, is you've got something that you can listen to it on, right? Yeah. So, um, along with the tour, they did the tapes that were named out of 25. Yep. Uh, so, it's just a clear tape. It's got the two songs on both sides. So, you can yep. just play it and flip it. Um, once again, awesome it sounds tape awesome. Awesome too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, Alex is just fucking cracked up, man. Yeah. He just wants to make cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's, um, yeah. I love the tape stuff. And there's there's all different ways that they can do them. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So Is that in the Alira run? That's the Alira run. How good? They got so many, so so much stuff. So for a band that was only around for two years, I mean, I love them, as we've spoken about plenty of times on the pod. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had them on the pod twice. Um, it's sad to see them go, but they've left a lot of like cool shit behind. Yeah. Um, whether or not they come back at any point, whether or not whatever happens is, I think, um, I'm so glad to own all these. Yeah, they're really cool. I'm glad we got to see them while they're around because they nearly yeah, didn't go. Nearly didn't go, but no, I had to go. But yeah, I'm glad I got to see them that one time. The other times didn't line up, but it's really mm. cool to be part of that s- send off. Mm. So, what's next? Are we going to talk about some other of the late stuff? Yeah, this so is probably where I think he was at his maddest, nearly. Yeah, so... It's like the origin story of fucking what came to be. Yeah. And, yeah, so basically started doing small runs for um, all sorts of different bands. Um, Adriatic. Adriatic. He was doing some Summer Trouble stuff. Summer Trouble stuff. So we can start... Yeah, some cool shit in there. Yeah, so what we'll start is I'll show some of my um, seven inches. I've got um, the Summer Trouble... Sweet Tooth EP, so that's on like a really cool kind of clear splatter. Um, they're all numbered. Which, keeping in mind, what I really love about this and the lay stuff is just how creative and arts and crafty, arts and craftsy you had to be. Yeah, it wasn't like they were putting pellets into a press. No, he had to find a way to spray paint these, spray paint discs, or hydro dip, or fucking fill them, or whatever he had to do. And I think that it, it just makes some really cool, unique stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think you can get in a hand pour, to be honest. Like, I don't think you could recreate some of these. No, and like for this next one, which we both have a copy of, uh, it really kind of lends itself to that creativity because um, instead of having an inner label, yeah. as you can see here, there's like negative space. So yeah. the negative space actually acts as the label. So and cool. so it looks like water swelling around the boat. And Really cool. Um, yeah, I'm so glad that we're able to pick that one up. And this is what I love about Lathe, is like for this cause, are a band that I don't think ever would have gotten pressed. No. Um, and it's just like a really cool, fun, post-hardcore emo record. Yeah. That he only pressed, I think, not many. No, like 25, I think. I think these were like 12 and then... Oh, maybe 10 and 12. I don't know. It wasn't a lot, but... Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so going on from that, um, 
We've got the Some Heard Trouble um, Joyride Death in the Afternoon 7-inch, uh, which is, I've got the clear of 5, which is like a splatter kind of painted spider leg kind of thing, which is really cool. Um, all really, like all hand done. So you're getting that t- time and effort. So it's not just like queuing up, pressing a button and away it goes. Like Alex had to listen to these releases every time he cut it to make sure it was all good so which is wild that he had yet to listen to this whole thing every yep. time you cut every time um one i wanted to share which is another one that's probably a really good story to share so this one is a little province who are another kind of alternative post-rock probably band yeah um from queensland i believe that yep. alex, alex pressed this is an out of one variant called the fear or not fear of nothing uh, variant so you can see half of it's black and white half of it's color it's a bit of that hydro dipping. I don't know how we actually got it to be so balanced, but also like so joined at the same time. It's incredible how we yeah. did it. Um, but this variant's got a really special story. I pre-ordered just the colored side, I believe. Um, but then Sean, uh, who's also obviously a part of Stiff Cut now, a really good friend uh, to me and to the show. Um, and we're keen to get him on in a, in a few weeks, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just gifted me this one day and said, to Alex before, I didn't even know he said I want Phil to have the other one yeah um, and so I've got some really nice notes that came with this press and I absolutely love it yeah that one's awesome and the way you can How kind of inco- incorporate those two together and not mix them yeah just is really incredible. cool absolutely incredible so moving on um, to like I've got mainly seven inches um, in my collection yeah you do <laughs> which is fine um, <laughs> big fan is, of the seven inches <laughs> <laughs> is um this earthbound instrumental of teenage dream so it says part one down the bottom there so this is on a like a, a black record with some pink and blue splatter yeah and this was supposed to come out on one of the what we did on the weekend cover albums really yeah are you gonna get in trouble for talking about these no because they're on discogs oh, okay cool um so and then this one is part two. So this is the, the second cover. And this actually features Tony from Alira doing vocals. So this is the drum and bass remix of the Earthbound um, the Earthbound Teenage Dream cover that never got released. Tony did vocals, right? Yes. Fuck yeah. And drum and bass remix. That definitely would have been Martin. Yeah. 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 That's sick. So um, I, won the, I won the part one in a competition and then I was able to actually buy part two sick from a storm like a reset a restock kind of thing sick um sorry i know i said before that that seven inch was probably the best lathe that they sounded but i actually mm-hmm. lied because it's actually this sedative uh re repress the original yeah. clears for this came out in qr um which i think you can get inconsistencies with lathes um yeah. mine actually wasn't too bad i know there were some that didn't play but i think mine was actually fairly okay mm-hmm. um but alex you know as he went away figured out how to improve what he had and yeah cut these amazing looking uh picture disc lathe cuts which he actually it's a field record that's got the artwork in the middle it's got the artwork on the front and then on the back it's actually got the track listing which i think is incredible and you can just see in the in even in the video like it looks so crisp yeah you can Um, definitely see the lines more than most of the other it it feels good like it feels really like strong it's got like a bit of a a grooved edge so like the needle won't fall off Mm mm-hmm um, and it sounds fantastic. And so I just wanted to show that before we... Are we about to wrap up the lathe? Have you got much more? 
that's it for my live stuff. Um, is there anything that you want to show off? Not really. I've got the Adriatic Death Funeral, which... Um, look, Adriatic are an interesting one. Uh, I, I, the albums that they've released on either side, I'm not a massive fan of. But yeah. this song in particular, I think, is it's just a really like good song. fucking cracked up. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. So I've got a few variants of this, but this one is the Snow Dust and Blood variant, which, again, Alex has done a great job at like kind of using inks and paints to kind of get these really cool effects which I really love. And another one that I really like, just these little runs that, I know Alex has sold his lathe, yeah. so he's not going to be doing a lot of these, um, but he did this JJ, I think it was out of 15. Oh, yeah. So it's just um, the 7-inch there, signed by JJ. Um, it's just awesome. It's on black, mm-hmm. but it's just really cool. And I think this is where, I, as I've gotten more into my vinyl journey, I think lathe cuts, that's what they should be for. Little promo things, low run. Yeah complementing a release not the not the sole release yeah like splits and stuff like that it'd be really cool to see on them going forward we've been doing a lot of vinyl talk yeah this is exhausting (laughs) (laughs) alright so (laughs) post lathe (laughs) is hard work twisting and turning Um, so post kind of lathe starting up kicking off Alex kind of like from the the you heard him last week, yeah. Yeah, the Snakeskin record. Uh, kind of moved into filling official releases. So um, he did uh, a good run of like filled official presses. Uh, mm. So bands like um, Alpha Wolf. Um, yeah, I think when he was first figuring out, okay, I need to fill records. I need to practice how to do it. Yeah. He actually, I've actually got one here that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, it will come up later in the pod as well. Um, but... Just for example, when this is when the Dream Division name kind of started too. Yeah. This is you. Yeah, this is yeah. Because I kind of had a little bit of a, a, I guess I could say influence. I we had a bit of a brainstorming session for the the name of the Dream Division. Yep. And um, I've also got one of the early fills, one of the first fills. Do you really? Did as well. Oh, spicy. Yeah. So going on the some heard trouble kind of work. Uh, that he did um, he did the Scorpion EP that was pressed originally by AVVC so I've got the failed test for the that's uh, real nice the liquid field so there's a little bit of liquid moving around there but um, yeah that was really a really great um, thing to have and a really good way for him to put his name out there because yeah. what he wanted to do is like partner up with labels and say you guys print some clear records. I'll put some stuff in them, basically. Yeah, and I think one of the ones that has been quite sought after, I think, yeah. and I'm super lucky that I own a copy, um, was A Quiet Place to Die by Alpha Wolf. You can see you got these really sick obies made yep. for it with the Dream Division on there, which I think is just a really cool touch. Uh, this one is called The Golden Fate, and it is absolutely stunning. So you can see here it's gold-filled. And when I say gold-filled, I mean it's gold flakes. It's just arts and crafts but I think it looks incredible. Mm. Um, it plays incredible. I mean, they're just official. That's actually an official press. It's nothing that um, Alex has lathed or anything. He's bought two clear variants and pretty much stuck them together and put some stuff in it. Yeah. I wish it was that easy because <laughs> I've tried to get my head around how would this work. Yeah. Um, but he's done such a good job. I don't know how he does it, but um, I've looked at this for days and I have no idea. Um, but it's just a beautiful variant. Yeah. Um, it really shows it off. Um just how much you can do 
With and look, they're, they're not really practical because they're like two records glued together and they're heavy. They take up a heap of space and they yeah. don't fit into the jackets. But like you're not going to have every single one in your collection. But if you pick no. one out that you, you know, absolutely love. You know what I'm really keen on though is I've seen some of the field records he's done since being pressed. Um, like the Kiss Chasey one yep. um, was a fucking phenomenal. And yeah. I think like every feel he does just gets better and better. Yeah. He's always working on it. So <coughs> he's never settling for what um, what he's already done. So yeah. he's looking to innovate all the time. Um, and I think with this record, you know, we we're talking to Alex about just some things off the pod. Yep. Um, there is going to be a way for you to get this. I think I'm going to put this record forward, um, make some money for some charity. Yep. Not sure what charity not sure where it's going to go um but i know this is highly sought after and look would love to give back so yeah absolutely keep an eye on that if you're interested in owning a copy of this watch this space get on our socials because there'll be some some noise some information about that yeah so yeah moving on from the like the like the official field then moved into pressing vinyl so which is sick yeah which i love the story where he said you know he was mates with the sucker punch yeah bit of an uh, i wouldn't say an underground band they've got quite a big following but i guess mm. in our circles there isn't a lot of chatter about them yeah and that's what i really like about all the different labels in the, in the scene that we know summit anti-vinyl vinyl club and, and stiff cut although there is a little bit of crossover here and there there is actually a lot of these bands that I wouldn't have known about if AVVC didn't reach out. Yeah. Well, I didn't know about if Stiff Card didn't do something. Yeah. And I, I really love that. Yeah. And it's good because they're giving everyone a crack yeah. at having physicals. And that's that's what we want as consumers. We want to yeah. be able to say, hey, look, this band's sick. They need like a run of 25. Now it's like a run of 150. And um, we're seeing like the underground get, um, get a go. And I mean... This is going to be stupid because I can't spin all my records at once. Yeah. You can't spin all your records at once. But no. I've got so many fucking t-shirts. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, I want to be able to show a band that I love them. Yeah. I want to give, give them that financial support. And I feel like all these labels that we, we kind of are in the scene, the local scene that we talk about, like they are giving bands that kind of opportunity to know that people care. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll keep buying local vinyl. Yeah, because me I too. think the bands are just phenomenal and it's such a good way to support them. Yeah. Yeah, so we're moving to the the press era <laughs> of Stiff Cut. Yep. And um, one of the like the first releases I actually got was again Some Heard Troubles, um, EP. Yep. And I kind of as when he kind of started releasing them, my I went to the like the hallucinations. So this is like almost like a neapolitan kind of that's beautiful feel. and like so you've got the blue um blue white and brown kind of mixed together and all these that's are beautiful. unique that's absolutely beautiful and i think they look really great and yeah this is really cool is they've been like a lot of them are incorporating like extra tracks and stuff like that too mm-hmm. um and yeah and then we move on to to like Fever Shack. Yeah, and I think talking about the hallucination, do you want to grab yours out? Yeah. Um, and I guess while you're doing that, I mean, talking about Fever Shack, you brought it up last week. I think you're also, we've spoken about Kiss Chasey. This is like you're doing, right? Yeah. So Alex and I were talking, it was like a Saturday, and um, he said to me, he goes, I'm going to I'm gonna press, start pressing bands. 
I've lined up a, a plant, but I need I need a band to get started. And I was like, oh, I um, used to play footy with uh, the the guitarist brother from Fever Shack. That's Do you so want me cool. to hit him up on? So I hit him up on Facebook and said, hey man, would your brother like to have their stuff put on vinyl? And he's like, yeah. Fuck yeah. Sent me through the number. Sent out through the number, and that was kind of it. Awesome. And what we've got here is like Fever Shack self-titled and and raw dog and reality which is so good if you haven't yeah. listened to i mean i know you're probably more of a self-titled right yeah yeah and i'm like definitely more of a raw dog i think raw dog and i mean cashed out is yeah. the best fucking song like, yeah no that cash. might be my favorite hardcore hardcore song of the last few years yeah but I mean, as you can see like phil and i've got the same variant but they're completely different. different i don't know which one i like better I think mine's got more negative space, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, whereas yours is like kind of covers the whole thing, but they kind of look like a smash, a kind of hand poured beauty. Yeah. Incredible. Hey. There's like four, four, five, six different colors in there. There's some gold, black. Yeah, incredible. Red, and like the gold really pops on them. The gr- the gold really pops on them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, raw dog and reality. I'm gonna hold up the cover. This this album. This is it this year or last year? It was last year. This year. Fuck, man. It's going to be in my top top 10 for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I really love this record and I really think if you like hardcore, go and check this out. Yeah. So, and then another thing that they kind of did was um, they lined up the self-titled record, which came out in 2021. Which I love that they did this and waited for them to be in hand before dropping them. Yeah. Classy move, stiff cut. I love it. So we both have the hallucination for this as well. So you can see here, I've got the the red and yellow version, and I've got the blue one. You can't. I don't have as much blue in mine, but yeah. um, you can kind of see it around the edges. But they're so different. Yeah, completely different. There's like eight of the ones that Phil's got, and like twelve of the ones that I've got. So yeah. really cool touch. You've got so much red on yours too. Yeah, that's real nice. They're really cool. And then I also have for that record, just sharing like. This is a standard record too, which I thought was incredible because usually the record of this standard is probably one of the spicier ones, but this is just a, yeah. re- a standard smash. Yeah. Like, what the that fuck? looks incredible. Man? That looks like... Um, that lo- You know what that reminds me of? And I know the Raw Dog and one probably looks more like it, but it looks like a smash to the quality of the North Lane Singularity ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, it's really deep colors. You can really see the swirl in some of the colors there. I think it's just incredible. And I love this shit. This yeah. is so good. If you like spicy records and not just like boring black stuff, like our good friend Nick loves, yeah. um, <laughs> this record label is going to be for you. Of Yeah. And um, yeah, so my part in, in Fever Shack or getting pressed, um, Alex was able to help me out with the... Um, friends and... F- friends and family. So it just looks like someone's scribbled in that but that's actually you know when you first showed me that I thought it was like he's put string in there yeah it looked like I string was like, I thought it was a field record I was yep. like how the fuck did they do that that's yeah. so cool man mm. so that's like a plain black for raw dog and reality and then do you have a coloured one do you there's a a coloured one for self-titled which is oh black, nice yellow yeah I'll get it out for you and red teamwork makes a dream work there's a bit of purple yeah. in there too yeah there's some purple in there as well wow so they're of like 10 maybe, I'm not sure. Yeah, I need to get me one of these family and friends. They're really cool. I should try and get some friends first. Yeah. <laughs> That's real <laughs> nice of you guys. That's yours. 
Cheers. But um, yeah, so there's lots of variety. Like, I don't think we've seen the same variant twice. No, and I think just to think, they're the hallucinations we had before. Yeah. This was a hallucination that they did for Rin Rin, which was just a kind of like a so far um, thing with all the all the music they'd released. Mm-hmm. But it's like a really heavy, intense splatter, which I really like because it's on the clear and you can actually see a lot of it. Whereas I think for the um, Father Deer Hand splatter they did. It was um, on black, was it? Well, it wasn't on black, but it was Infinity. So every part of the record was covered in splatter, which I think with this, you can really see the depth of the tones and some of the colours. Yeah. Um, and so it just goes to show that none of the hallucinations are actually the same. Yeah, they're incredible. What more do you have to show? Do I only have... the test press, boys? Yeah, so the, the, the last ones I have left are my other tests. What do you got? You got I've Father got, Deer Hands. You've I've got, got Father Deer Hands and... Uh, Father Deer Hands. And um, the two Fever Shacks. I also have the Fever Shacks because I fucking love them and I appreciate, again, just yeah. fucking legends. I, I bought the Raw Doggin one and then I don't know how I got it self-titled, but I got it. Yeah. Um, but one I wanted to share that I'm really excited to talk about um, is the... We talked about it a lot last week and how much this record means to Alex and it's meant a lot to me and I think even with Matt, um, through Agnes Manners, what he did in Hellions. Yep. And just for a long time, we've been some, some of my favorite musicians in the scene. And I think to kind of have this record repressed because the black was so hard to get. Mm. Um, I've got the test pressed here of the Agnes Manners, uh, Fantasia Famish. And I think what's really special about this one, it's actually on a blue. Yeah. Which I think is like a beautiful blue as well. Well, brilliant blue. Mm. Pardon the pun. <laughs> um, and it's just awesome. Like, I think just, it's just cool stuff like that. It was almost like the day I found out that picture disc test presses are on white. Oh, yeah. I didn't know like that. They're like a, it's like a picture disc white. Yeah. And then they cut. I don't know fucking how it works, but <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. And then, I mean, just the story behind, I mean, I feel like with this record, we talk about friendships we make in music and, you know, we talk, I, I kind of mentioned earlier the poison the well behind us um, and, you know, like gifting you bloom past tense yeah. and just like helping friends get records that they really love. You know, Jackson with um, Perspectives, um, Webby with Redacted, uh, yep. <laughs> some other things. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this is the best part about it is just kind of helping people that you're friends with and yeah. you know, and you know, I would never have gotten that test press if it wasn't for the kindness of um, just people we know and relationships we've made. And um, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite Stiff Cut records to date. Yeah. And I can't wait for them to come in hand. And if you haven't listened to that album yet, upon Alex's direction, do it now. Um, stop the pod. Yep. Load up that album and then listen to the new singles because they fucking slap. And then go and pre-order it at one of the new presses because that's going to be fucking unreal. Yeah. And that's like a one run, so they may not get done again. We don't know. Not. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I know we there are more records that I don't think we've actually spoken to, but there's just so much that they've pressed that's incredible. Yeah, bands like uh, Mant, Babarusa. Babarusa was a really nice press. Yeah, that Look. was like their f- that was the first one that came out. Um, there was I, I didn't bring some of mine because I've got some here trouble, but I've got the Smash. Where's mine? I must have not brought all of them. Ooh. Sorry. Yeah, you got JJ as well. JJ the Blue. Yeah, so there's like D's Nuts, um, Mogwai. Yep. Um, so yeah. So much good shit. So much good stuff. So there is a huge, yeah, there's a huge array of, of music. There's something for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So we should move on to our Fast Five. So Fast Five, we just doing releases, right? Fast or Five. is it variants or anything or what? Fast Five records that we own. By Stiff Cut? By Stiff Cut. All right. Um, I think I know mine. Okay. Do you know yours? No. Nah. So you want me to go first? <laughs> yep, go. Oh, I'm just trying to look at my laptop. Buddy died. Um, so <laughs> number five for me. Oh man, I fucking piled these in a shocking manner. But number five for me is I'm going to do this as a bit of a special mentions, but it's number five. And the only reason it's not higher is because it's not technically a stiff cut band. Yeah. But like I said, the Alpha Wolf Gold Flake Field, this is such a special record to me. And I yep. think... Um, Are we showing ours? No, we don't have to show it. Okay. I just had this one handy and I wanted to flex it one more time. Yeah. Because it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> but that is, I think to me, that's got to be number five. Um, my number four press is going to have to be, I think Father Dear Hands. Okay. Yeah. Number four for me. Sad yep. Souls Don't Float Upstream. I just think that record, that EP is awesome. It's obviously got the same track from the seven inch as well. Uh, Factory Reset uh, and a few others. So I think that's just a really special release. I know it's not officially out yet, um, but the next Agnes Manners record I want to include. Okay. Actually... This is hard. I've only got three left. I thought you knew yours. I thought I did, but <laughs> I thought I actually had six <laughs> in my mind. Oh, no. All right. No, what I'm going to do, I'm not going to do the Agnes one because I already love the singles for that, but there's no cash. It's got to be Fever Shack, Raw Dog and Reality. I think that's, uh, for me, one of the albums of the year. Yep. Um, and just that track. That fucking track, man. Like, yeah. I'm hanging to see them live. They're a band that I haven't seen because every time I've been close to seeing them, I've been doing fucking something else that's important. Yeah. They're really good live. They <sighs> translate really well. Oh, I know. I know. Um, so that... Then it's going to have to be Agnes Manners, Fantasia Fanish. Mm-hmm. That test press, like I just mentioned, beautiful. Um, and number one, it's, it's, always, it's always been Alira. Yeah. Where the Snake. Like, I can't fucking ever go past that. That record just did so much for so much like Tony Hayden all the boys um, friendships made like I said last week I've, I've never driven around the country for a band like that mm. a fucking small band too mind you yeah um, and I kind of think that if like Alira kind of and what Alex was doing kind of in a way from my perspective kind of inspired us to do this because like well anyone can do anything like we're not doing anything groundbreaking but um it was just like oh, like all these people are doing cool stuff around us let's kind of see what we can do and uh, yeah and i think it's amazing when you're you're when you're around people that are creative and that are doing amazing things you just get mo- you get inspired yeah and so alira have been inspiring in that regard alex sean what they're doing absolutely inspiring you know we talk to pikey a lot mm-hmm. fuck abbc it's just like a big passion project for them yeah and like more than anything i love that yeah it's, it's community as yeah. well you're talking to Jamie, we had him on the pod, but seeing him at shows, what they do with Summit, like everyone's doing their own thing. Um, you know, other pods in the scene, what Matt used to do, Jason yep. Burjo are doing, like just everything in this scene. And we, like I said last week, we live in this tiny pocket of the internet where, you know, it's so small. But you yeah. go to these like festivals and there are thousands and fucking thousands of emos and people that are probably more like-minded to us. Um and I know I'm going on a tangent here, but I'm just really passionate about this. And just, it's just, why not? Like, if you mm-hmm. want to do something, just fucking do it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we'll get to my top five. Oh, yeah. What are your top five? So, I'm going to take a leaf out of your book. And my number five 
is going to be the Kiss Chasey Phil. Ah, because, spicy. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I like that. I didn't categorize that because it's like very similar to your Alpha Wolf. So it's going to be number five, my Sorry. number five. That's fine. It's fine. It helped me. Yep. Um, number four. Hmm, Which can I just four. say, I just want to say, like, I know you had a big part to play in that and I've fucking gassed you up on this pod enough about it, but yeah. like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I've just, it was incredible getting them all in hand and mm. it's kind of just, yeah, weird, mm. weird to think that, that that's happened. Um, so number four, my number four is going to be Father Deans, the test that I've got. Same. Yep. Nice. That that uh, release has really grown on me, and I love the seven inch anyway. So incorporating all those songs into one release yeah, is really cool. is really cool. And the screen print on that was really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, number three is going to be Raw Dog and Reality. Mm-hmm. All three of those. Yep. Number two is going to be Fever Shack, self titled. Nice. And then number one's going to be Beware the Snake. It's got to be Beware the Snake. Be. It's got to be. Yep. Um, I, yeah, just feel oh, the warm first and The band fun. we had on the pod. Yeah. One of my favorite bands. One of you, like, you love the show. Yeah, it's got to yep. be. Yeah. Just, um, yeah, always, always watching what they were doing and always listening. Mm. It's really cool. So that's Thank our you. Fast Five. It was good. I hope this translates well to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Do you have fun doing it in person? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I think so. I I really think um, we don't have those internet glitches that kind of cause us to kind of stop and start. I think we flowed really, really well. Yeah, I don't know what's going on Riverside, but you need to fucking step it up because you guys have fucking suck lately. <laughs> well, it Not works fine in Melbourne. About it. <laughs> <laughs> works you. fine in Melbourne. Maybe it's the, the internet doesn't turn up in Sydney. Well, we know that the reason it's been fucking up lately is nothing to do with me. I know, but I like to blame it on Sydney. <laughs> you know what? Sydney's all right. I think when we started the pod, I was like, fuck Sydney. But the more and more I, I, I live, I like Sydney. Yeah. I'm nearly a bit fuck Melbourne at the moment. If one more person says go pies to me, I'm going to crash my car into their house. Go pies. My car's already here. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the keys. That's <laughs> no, good. Thanks everyone for listening and watching so far. Um, Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a review and rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps us a lot. And we, lo- we love to see the feedback. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms. Uh, we have also launched the uh, Press Conference Society Facebook group. Uh, get in there for some stuff. I think the more video content we do, the more bonus stuff we'll start to do because yep. we do have a lot of stupid banter before and after yeah there's some outtakes we might be able to start dropping into that society what do you think yeah there's also some outtakes that we probably shouldn't Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um no i think as we start to evolve the pod you know may's involved now we've got a bit more time to do some other things so um yeah go go in there on facebook and, and join there to get involved and as always we just love the feedback so now that you you know we're doing video if you hate the way we look um let yeah. us know because guess what there's nothing you can say that's going to hurt me more than what i already think so yeah let me know <laughs> and if you like the video content let us know as well because we'll try yeah. and incorporate as much as we can yep. there's other ways we can do it and um yeah maybe we'll get some some bands involved in some video stuff one day yeah for sure i think um you know i'm currently in the process you've seen I've tried to clean up where I record the pod in Sydney and yep. uh, getting rid of the bed that I have there soon and 
gonna get myself a bit of a casting couch and we can do some pods there so <laughs> that's what it, yeah i think that'd be sick yeah i think we'll get a bit of a room going there and you know i know you're coming up later in the year so if we can get some of that going there some of our sydney friends you know finding better health you know get them get them Father back dear in. hands maybe Father dear hands you know there's um there's plenty of shit we can talk about um yeah so i'm hoping that can be a bit of a room moving forward so yep yeah but thank you very much if you're watching or listening really appreciate it um this might be the last episode we do depending on how things go on saturday it's all on you i'm fine oh you know what dave you say that you say that but if you win you're gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rip into you i know what it's I like i rip into you either you know that yeah i know i might rip into myself let's shake on it no ripping we'll shake in. on it no ripping in <laughs> um but maca be on standby just in case <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know we've lost a couple of tight ones so I know the feeling of losing and it's never fun copying it when you've lost because you're pretty, you'll be down in the dumps, but I know this isn't a football pod, Yeah. but do you want to do your prediction, first goal, Norm Smith? Okay. Yep. Because I've already got mine. All right. You go first, sir. All right. Pies by nine. Oh, okay. First goal will be Bobby Hill. All right. In like the eight minute mark. Yep. And Norm will be Jordan Goey. Right. Okay. I had, um... Lines by seven. Okay. I had Jamie Elliott first goal, and I think it'll be pretty quick. Yeah. I'm pretty early quick. on. Quick deck. <clears throat> and then Norm Smith will be Dane Zorko in his 250th. Oh. I think he's just going to... He had 11 touches in that second. He's he's going to go base mode. And I think he's just going to... Because you know what's going to happen? And I know this isn't a footy pod, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but Dunk's going to shut down to goey. Oh, okay. Pendles and, and Hugh McCluggage are going to go head to head. Passing to the torch, if you will, to the slow mojo mm-hmm. kind of play. And I think Dane Zorka is going to be a bit r- run riot, I think. Okay. He's going to get the ball on the outside and just fucking shove it down our throat. Yeah. Joe Danaher is going to kick eight. Eight? No, not really. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. It's um, going to be interesting. It's going to be good. You're going to be at the game, so there won't be any banter. So oh, I'm don't worry. I might live stream. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the pod <laughs> Instagram. No, I won't do that, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.